We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome into the SoRare Andrews podcast brought to you by Rotowire and sponsored by SoRare. I am Andrew Laird. You can find me on SoRare as Lairdino. And I'm joined as always by Andy Black, who you can find as Black on SoRare. Andy, we had a whole topic today and I, I want to get to that topic. But I have to say that I, I don't know if I should be apologizing to you or what, but I think you were right that we're in a boom. That we're in a boom. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I would love to here. Just, like sit here and be like, I told you so, uh, Andrew, and like really pat myself on the back. But uh, I also am very fearful that um, I was way wrong on MLS uh, cards. <laughs> so I know you are. Well, yeah. Uh, oh, wait, you yeah, said they're wrong. Yes, you're <laughs> very wrong about those. Yes. I will definitely call you out on that. There's and I'll get to unlikely why. to be a dip at this point. Uh, I'll, I'll get to why I will get we'll get there. <laughs> For those of you who are watching right now, or if you're listening, I guess I dropped a link in the chat of the bingo board that uh, I think is one of the most creative things that anyone has done uh, for this podcast, which obviously includes what you and I are doing for this podcast. Um, I'm trying to find out exactly who made it because... I loved it so much. It was Matt Hay. Matt Hay, that's right. I would. I was look. There was more to his uh, Twitter handle, but Matt Hay, thank you for making that. I'll be honest. I like. I didn't want to study it because I don't want to give away any free squares. <laughs> like I just. I. I almost feel like I wish I hadn't seen it, so yeah, that I don't right. like artificially allow people to get to bingo. But anyway, there's a link in the chat if you are listening to the audio version. I think I've tweeted it a few times, and so just find it if you're interested in playing. I have no idea what happens if we get to bingo. Maybe the podcast just ends or something. Yeah, we're going to find out. We're going to yeah. find out. It's going to happen because they're de those are definitely topics that uh, are recurring. <laughs> right. So the the point of the podcast today was uh, is about selling cards that we wish we didn't sell, sort of. And there's a lot that goes into that. But before we get into that, because I want to talk about this boom, I keep not wanting to call it a boom, but every card I try to buy now <laughs> is like twice as much as it was a week ago. 
or and 10 times more than it was two weeks ago. And I was showing you uh, some like offers that I've made or bids that I've made on auctions that are like more than I wanted to spend because it's more than they've been going for. Yeah. And I'm getting like outbid further on those. Right. And that's what's making me feel like we're booming because like the prices of cards, at least that I'm going after, and this it sounds very selfish of me to like only talk about the cards I'm going after, but they're obviously the ones that I'm seeing. They're just so much more than what we've been seeing in the last week or two. And there's only one word that describes why. Yeah. Uh, the couple that you had shared with me, um, uh, they were like bids that were over the last sell on the secondary market. And like when you show, showed me that you were like the top bidder or whatever, I was like, all right, you're, you're getting that card. Or I, I, I imagine the one that you sent me last night, I was like, you're going to get that one. And then it was like 15 minutes later, you sent me another <laughs> message. Well, <laughs> so, on to the next one. Yeah. So it's happened to me twice. And uh, Rivaldo, I mean, that's who I'm going to uh, call him. Hello, Muppets. Or hi, Muppets. So hello. Uh, so what's gotten me is, is two cards I was going after. And I'm still going after them. And that's why I'm trying to be a little vague on this. Because I still want these cards. And I don't want... Like I actually want some sort of whatever the opposite of pumping a card is. <laughs> I, I want to do that. But basically, yeah, like I sent you uh, a bid and I'm fairly certain that the bid I made on that auction that I sent you was the largest bid I've ever put on a card. And I was like, I have to get it. But like, I can't believe I'm spending this much on a card. Right. And then, yeah, I got outbid and it was more than than. Uh, everything that had recently sold both an auction and on the secondary market. And then, yeah, like 15 minutes later, someone outbid me. And now it's like, well, so now that's 10% higher than my bid. That was already the biggest I had ever made. And I'm like, I'm not going higher. Like I'm not doing it. <laughs> so yeah, then it was like back to the drawing board. And the exact same thing happened to me today with the other player that I'm like, I was, I put out a bunch of secondary, you know, direct offers for a card. And what makes it even harder now is because everything's going so high. It's like cards that have been selling in the last two or three days at like, let's just say like 0.5 ETH are on the market for like 0.9. Yeah. And you're just like, they can't think that they're getting 0.9. Except in like two days, they might get it. And so when I'm like, I don't want to pay 0.7, so I'm like, I'll pay point. I would like to pay you 0.5, which is like what the market is at. I would like and to pay like, no. you the. I would like to pay you the pre-boom price, please. <laughs> right. That's yes. That's how it. But like, I, but and the seller is just like, ha ha ha. Yeah. yeah. But but it's not like I'm trying to go back. Like if the card is 0.5, it's not like I want to give you 0.45 because that's like really the price. I'm like, I'll give you 0.55, and they're like, how about 1.7? And I'm like. <laughs> I can't do it. So now, so basically how this podcast topic started was me selling this Alfonso Davies card. Now I'm like sitting on ETH and I have to replace him. Yeah. And every card I go to replace him is just so much more like I was sending you because um, like you and I talk consistently and I'm like, here are five cards that I could buy for the price of this Davies card. And now it's now I can get one of them because the the prices are so absurd. I think there's still a player that um, you should buy. 
and he's on the market right now for a very reasonable price. And we've talked about this player many times. Reasonable or reasonable in I think comparison to the boom? Do you want me to just say it? Sure. Gabriel. Oh, yeah. 0.329. You shouldn't have said it. Now, now you're right. I should buy him. The The worst part is, is that I, I found a card that isn't booming. And I found it because I won it. And I was like, I'm not going to use this card. Let me sell it. And I'm like, oh, the prices are actually going down for this player. And it's a card you kept? No, I already sold <laughs> it. was was uh, Hamshek. It's like a good card. He's a yeah. good player. But like a week ago, he was 0.3 and I sold for 0.25 today. And part of it was just like, I didn't feel like waiting. Yeah. It's that lack of patience. Get it. But yeah, so I found a card that I can't sell or that I can't sell for triple what it was yesterday. Right. So it feels like a loss. <laughs> But I'll also say that I was talking to somebody today that has a David Ochoa card. Oh, yeah. And he's gotten like five offers today. And like there is enough movement on this card that you would think that RSL was going to play tomorrow. Like it felt like a pre-deadline. Like, hey, can I have it? Can I? uh, What? And I don't like I don't get this MLS thing because. I just don't get it. I, I really don't get it. Yeah. Did you see what that su- the super rare of the, the Chicago kid sold for? Um, Slonina? Yeah. No. I think it sold this morning for like 2.5 ETH. Auction? Yeah. Yeah. Auction was this morning 2.5, 2.5 ETH. I know a rare sold like an hour ago for 0.7. Yeah. So maybe that's okay. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't, is it? Is it just that there are way too many patient people on the platform? Like I don't, <laughs> these guys aren't going to play for two months and they're just getting gobbled up. The only explanation I can have for Slonina is like his scores were really good um, when he played. Yep. And if I guess what I hope is whoever's buying understands the risk associated with him and is just has really deep pockets and is like, I am willing to take on the risk of him not being the guy. Yeah. No, I think so. So it gets me about really goalies in general, but it, it kind of gets exemplified by Slonina is that the good scores at the end of the season were good, like all around scores. Like he was making a ton of saves. They had a, a couple clean sheets, I think. Like they were better defensively at the end of the season. So people look at that. So they fire their coach and they got rid of like three quarters of their team. And everyone's like, no, he's good. He has a good all around score. And I'm like, goalie all around scores are not because the goalies are good. Like, it's all about the defense in front of them. Do they allow a lot of shots? Do they allow bad shots? Like, does he get a bunch of keeper sweepers? And if he does, does the new coach want him to stay in the box? Like, I I really don't – I really don't know how I would feel if I had him because I think if I had one, 
and I saw these prices, knowing me, profits. I wouldn't. I would be like, let me just sell for an ETH. And then when he goes back to like 0.2, I'd be like, I should have sold for 0.7. Yeah. I don't know. Surface called me out last week for saying I would take Carlos Heel over Slonina. And I'm still on that. Like nothing has changed in my opinion for that. Because uh, they haven't played. Like, like nothing's happened. Except I'm just going to go look at what the, the latest uh, price for him is. Point. Well, there's no real auctions it looks like. Uh, well, five days ago, 0. 0.583. I don't know if that's recent enough. But yeah, a week ago, 0. 0.58. So that's the other thing is you're like, have there been any recent purchases? And you're like, no, it was three days ago. You're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> that used to, didn't that used to be okay? Yeah. <sighs> Booming. Anyway, so we were supposed to talk about cards that we sold that we didn't want to sell. You touched on this a little bit a few weeks ago when you talked about selling one of your Vanakens. And I was listening to your Procast today with Quinny. Hello, Quinny. And if anybody has not listened to that one, I'm, I'm still catching up on Procasts. But if nobody, if you guys haven't uh, gotten up to date with that, check out wherever you listen to uh, podcasts because that one's an, an excellent one. And Quinny is very sentimental about guys he owns. And you admitted that you get a little sentimental with guys you own. But I think once you sold Vanakin, you're like, all right, anyone is available. Uh I wouldn't go that far. Like I, I'm, oh, okay. I, didn't, I'm, I wouldn't, and I didn't sell the uh, Jersey Mint Vanakin that I have. But, but like, um, which yeah, that's I don't fair. Know, that's like just a different thing. But right. uh, yeah, I have a hard time with some cards where it's like they're not, um, maybe like not even winning me anything, mm -hmm. and it's just like. I like that. One. I like that card. I've had it for a long time or whatever, right. but there's other cards too, where it's just like, meh, I'll, I've got no issue. And I, I don't, I, there's, it, there's usually a story behind it or a reason. And um, yeah, I don't know. So I felt that way about this Davies card. Yeah. And I brought this up the other day or a few uh, podcasts ago when we were talking about how during the boom when i had the davies and jow felix and it was like it's always nice to have 80th in your back pocket knowing you could sell those and um spoiler i did not get 80th for davies or four eth for davies or three eth for davies but i pretty much was like looking at my gallery and i can't remember if i talked about this on the podcast or not but i'm starting to play champion europe because it's more fun like i would rather lose I would rather not win cards in champion Europe than not win cards in challenger. Like that's how I felt. And so I, I started to put together a champion Europe team, you know, uh, I was about to call it D4 rare team. And I didn't want to use Davies anymore. Like he was killing my teams and like I could have, I was close to a card last, literally this past game week and Davies put up like a 27 in a win. I think they won. And I was just like, I don't, this guy doesn't make sense for me anymore. And I can get like the amount of ETH I can get for him and what I can do with that, at least what I thought I could do. But apparently I can't now, Yeah. but what I thought I could do with it just made sense. But like, he was one of the first car, like big purchases I made on so like 
it was basically Jao Felix was the tipping point for me. And Davies was the one where I was like, I'm really in now. And I remember yeah. buying the card. I think it was $450. And I was like, I think I could probably sell this for like 550, maybe 600. And that was like, I was going to do it. That's what I was going to do. So when I decided to think about selling the card, I'm like, maybe he's won me a lot. And like, maybe I'll keep it and just, and I haven't, like, I really haven't won that much with that card. And it's not because I put him with like other bad U23 players. Like that's pretty much where I was playing. He was the one killing my U23 teams. <laughs> and I'm not hey, like, be I, careful, man. I still have my Davies. I got to yeah. sell here. <laughs> like he is a, he's a very, very good player who can win other people, lots of cards and eat. <laughs> But I just like wasn't winning with him. And with the way that my gallery is, it it felt dumb to have that much value tied up in a player that wasn't winning for me now. Yeah, for sure. And so it just felt like negative EV to hold it. And so I put it up for sale. And to be honest, like people were undercutting me and like there were a number of Davies cards in the market. And I finally just, somebody finally came to an offer that I was willing to take it and I sold him and I was sure he was going to hit a hundred today and yeah. they won five, nothing. And he scored like 46 points. And I'm like, that's why I sold him. And you know, he'll have his huge games, but like they're just not consistent enough for me to hold on to a card that is killing either my U 23 rare lineup or my champion Europe lineup. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I've been talking. I was just that. looking at the market. There's only two out there. One's mine and one's Luca Magic's, and they're both basically the same price. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think that he has a ton of supply, and I think that might be maybe, I don't know, there's three pages worth, whatever that ends up being. But um, two seasons worth, right? Like, yeah, but I don't think either of them, like, I don't think he got very high on either season, maybe. I don't know. I own the 71st. So I guess that first season he did get pretty. Get, Apparently there are 94 people. total rares. That doesn't okay. seem like a lot, but yeah. Yeah. But though, for sure, like if you can get one, one plus from a card like that, um, I mean, what, what is, I don't know what the top three elite defenders in champion Europe, they're all probably around one ETH cards, right? Mm, they're definitely higher. They're like, definitely higher right now. TAA, Van well, Dyke, okay. they're over two. He doesn't count. <laughs> He's Why like two ETH now, right? Yeah. Edder is really, is like one. Where's, is Virgil close to like 1.5 or something? Van Dyke? Yeah. No, he's like two two 2.9. Like, really? He's absurd. Man, th that just shows how little I've looked at, you know, champion Europe defenders. I've spent a lot of time looking and yeah. for, I mean, I'm not getting him now, so I can at least say it. But the card that I wanted to replace Davies with with was Marquinhos. Yeah. And I was offered so I I bid 0.9 for the one that was on the market. I, I offered 0.9 to like everybody selling and they all rejected it. And then I was able to get 0.9 in the auction. And yeah, within 15 minutes it was 0.99. And I'm like, well, I'm not spending more than an ETH on this, even though he might be worth it. I don't know. Right. But it was like at least he scores. Like that's how I looked at it, but I don't know. They're expensive. Yeah, they are. 
There's there's a few out there though that like, there are a few, yeah. Buck kind of against the trend. Like Rudiger seems yeah. fairly reasonable. I don't know, but if you look at his graph, I think it's really popped in the last like few weeks. Um, but I guess maybe that's the case with everyone. You've been really watching it closer than I have, but like just looking at his uh, looking at his price graph right now, and it like September it was sitting around 0.3, and then it just went up to 0.4. Now it's up to 0.5. Yeah, of like, course. Like the next one on the market, the best you can find for for him is 0.7. Right. The one that jumped out at me was uh, Scrinier from Inter. Yeah. And I tweeted about it. I don't think I've said it on Twitter yet, but I tweeted his price graph and his scores, and like he was 0.25 like two weeks ago. Yeah. And now he's 0.8. I think he might even be higher at this point. And. I don't know. I just in January I sold a screener for 0.145. Wow. That's a long time though. It I is. Imagine, I mean that's I imagine you've turned that point one four. What was it? One what? Uh point one four five. Yeah, I'm sure you've turned that point one four five into at least point one four seven by now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like 30 ETH. <laughs> Maybe. Pre boom? I mean point one five pre boom is basically worth like a hundred thousand dollars, right? <laughs> That's Not to drop into fiat, but I don't know. So, but like Davies was the first card that I sold that I was like, all right, I, I'm willing to sell anything. <laughs> I have zero sentimental value on these cards. Yeah. And if the price is right and it's not helping me in my lineups, then I'm willing to sell it. Uh. Pep said, uh, Soar is opening an office in the U.S. People banking on huge marketing in the U.S. ahead of next season and price soaring in February. I, I don't see them like marketing much here. In the no, States. me neither. Um, I just MLS don't think, is just too small. to. I think the big like MLS mega fans like are maybe already here or um, have already like seen Soar at least. It's already been presented to them at some point in time. I will say, and it's kind of weird because this kind of goes against a lot of what we talk about in other leagues, but I still feel like there's a tremendous knowledge edge when it comes to MLS. And it's a league that's like fairly well covered in a language that a lot of so rare managers speak. And yet I don't want to drop names of players here that we have made fun of, of other people buying, but there are some that people are like, oh, this guy's really good. He plays for this team and blah, blah, blah. And you and I are like, that guy is absolutely horrible. Like, yeah. you should not buy him. But people- here, here's the deal. Like, I agree 100% with that. But I've also thought that about certain people. And then for some reason, they decide to score like 40 goals. O- like- Ola Kamara? Yes. <laughs> like, I sold Ola Kamara before the season. And I was like, I robbed this guy. Yeah. And I could have used those 20 goals this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like decisive every game. And, oh, he didn't game. start. Yeah, he's definitely getting a decisive. Maybe two. He only needs 20 minutes. Yeah, the number of, like, Kamara comes on at 64 and an assist at 67, and I'm just like, oh. I just don't think that that's sustainable. And I, if, like, if I was, like, wanting to, like, buy, buy a, uh, I don't know, card like that he would not be on my list because i don't that there's no way that's sustainable 
so on that point to go back to to davies for a second like that's that was my point with davies yeah that if like i wanted to build a team like if i was starting from scratch i'm like who are the guys i'm gonna go after he would not be on the list and so that's why i was like i i, sh I should just get rid of him mike brought this up i had that exact same situation with sapong so yeah. i did i have cj sapong I don't remember I did, if I had I him or if somebody offered him to me because yeah. I think he scored like a few goals, like at the beginning of the season. And they were like, this guy's like the best forward in MLS. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I know I'm, I'm not falling for this. Yeah. No, I'm not doing it. I, I sold him just, I think on the news that he went to Nashville, I think that there was a little bit of, a little bit of hype there and it was just enough to, to move him. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. I'm trying to see here. Cause I think Kamar didn't, uh, yeah, he might not have finished the season that well in terms of like SO5. Was he hurt? Gosh, just Johnny Russell is just like so much better than everybody in MLS. <laughs> yeah, Kamara was the 16th ranked forward. Yeah, but in the last game of the season, he scored two decisives and had a 25 all around. <laughs> Why did he have 25 all around? Like... I don't know. And he played all 90 minutes. <sighs> you going to buy him? No. Go get the unique. You've been wanting to buy uniques. Not, not, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably, uh, yeah, sure. I'm, I probably turned down that 3.222 when you went to somebody else. Like, I was like, this card's going to be worth so much more. Although 3.22 then is now worth 1.8. Not to like just keep rolling back to the boom topic, but. Do you think we're seeing a completely different type of boom where instead of like people like taking like certain cards and they're booming, like we had like Jao Felix boom. We had like basically any American playing abroad boom. Uh, like Weston McKinney was worth an ETH. Um, yeah, just pick, pick, a, pick a guy. Um, all the Baron guys boomed. I think a lot of the PSG guys boomed. You think it's different now? Like this is different. I think the the big difference is the one in February March was like a collector boom. Yeah, and this one feels like an SO five boom, particularly just like oh L five of seventy five ETH, and like that's how it feels. And yeah. I think a bottle bore probably throws it off a little bit, but. They're not, they're like far from the only ones doing this. And right. so. Well, I what, mean, it wasn't a bottle bore that bought the Slonina for 2.5 ETH. I think they already have one. <laughs> Does he? I think so. Yeah. Um, I, uh, it, at the very least, they, they have a, a rare. 44 goalies now. Gosh. Yeah. I, I think. Oh, no, they don't have one. Yes. Yeah. I, Graham said he, that, that he fell for the uh, Jao Felix uh, super rare boom. He, he's got hmm. a blue one. I have a red one that I'd happy, happily sell at a boom price. <laughs> no, he's not booming. Jao Felix. Boom prices, man. Definitely not booming there. Is there any rumors at all that he might he might move? Like, didn't he want to play? <laughs> the, last, <laughs> the last rumor I saw was Liverpool, which might be worse than Atletico Madrid. Yeah. If, if only because, like, I don't think he plays at Liverpool. 
I mean, he's not playing a ton at Atletico Madrid. He needs either, to go play. Go play somewhere. He just has to go play. Yeah. Yeah. I. What's funny is that his boom prices are the only reason he's like half an ETH now, as opposed to, a, you know, a hundredth of an ETH. Yeah. Like, there's no sure. reason for people to own that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Felix looked good for 10 minutes against Real Madrid. Exactly. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> story of his life right there. Look good for 10 minutes. Uh, oh, Hakimi's another frustrating U23 defender to own. Huh. Does anybody have an, a Hakimi here? <laughs> Andy, congrats on your D, All-Star D2 win this past yeah, game. Week. That's probably my biggest win ever. So that was pretty awesome. Uh, the the ETH is nice, but just like being in the lottery for uh, the couple of star super rare cards that were in there, like Mbappe and Messi and just like the... I know them. I, I think that I was like a child last night. Like this is the first time as an adult I've like gone back and become a child. And, uh, you know, it was Christmas Eve. And this morning I was like waiting for that email. New results are in. And uh, Takimi, but... Like, uh, I know that he might be, like, frustrating to own or whatever right now, but he does seem to hold pretty decent value. So um, it's not a card I'm going to probably hang on to uh, because I, I, like, I don't have a, I don't have a strategy that I can, like, build around. Like, I'm not buying Donnarumma. So, like, I, I can't, I'm not doing, like, a stack or anything there. So it's, it, it makes zero sense for me to keep it. So it's going to get sold. You want to do a D3 lineup with Hakimi and Davies? And you can get a combined 63 from your defenders? Yeah, but it, it would be funny. Like, you, you have a week where they both, like, or one of them pops off and the other one has their 23 game. And then the very next week, one of them goes to 100 and the other one goes to, like, 16. That's like, exactly how I felt with yeah. whenever Davies had, like, a good game. It was like I wasted them. Yeah. That happened, like, two weeks ago. Yeah. Davies and Vanderbilt. that week. The week that he scored, like, 98? Yeah. I had him on my bench because I thought that uh, I don't know. I just thought he would get rotated or something. I don't know why. Like, it was the Barca game, and they had already locked up the group. That's right. No That's reason right. for him to play. Yeah, yeah. He scored ninety. Vandevoort had like a seventy, and the rest of my lineup was just he just tanked it. Did you happen to look at the other rewards behind you from this past game week? No, I didn't. Hmm. But none so, of them. None of them were tier zeros though. Oh, yours was the only one? Mine was the only tier zero. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. It was like the first tier zero in I've never months. seen that. And honestly, that's the only reason I played that lineup there. Like, is is like goofy as that sounds. Um, if you look at the lineup, the five cards that are in there are basically me saying all in. Because like I had, it, it, it definitely torched a few of my other lineups. But I was like, hey, the tier zero is there. It's like the first time I've ever seen it there. Um, uh, let's go. And then I forgot that the tier zero was there because uh, Sean was messaging me about it. I'm like, no, uh, I'm doing like, he was like, you're doing well. You could get that, the top card or whatever. I'm like, yeah, tier one or whatever. It'd be cool. But I get, <laughs> yeah. When, when I went back and looked at it, it just blew my mind. I didn't, didn't even remember. Yeah. That's really fun. Yeah. People keep saying that like D2 sucks, but like, honestly, just win it and you're fine. Yeah. Put your best players in there and just win <laughs> and get good scores. Like if you get good scores, then. You know, <laughs> I, I do think that the key to winning D2 is putting all of your highest scoring super rares in one lineup. In one. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. That's a good is. strategy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, second place got Remco Passphere. Yeah. Somebody, it, I think somebody 
somebody told me about that. I would uh, assume that's a tier one. Yes. Which feels a little wonky, but. But that card's worth an ETH, right? I would assume so. Or maybe close to, but. You know who has some? A yeah. Bar. He does have some of those. And I mean, if you look at the price he bought them at, I guess maybe they're not worth that much, but it's got to be worth an ETH. 1.5, 1.5, 1.575. Yeah. And probably nobody else is paying that. I would assume not. But, yeah. Man, that's a lot of We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is that sixty-two ETH? Is that should, is that a good prize, or should he Passfear? Yeah, or should that person be upset? Um, that's a good question. I don't know. Look, like looking back, I, so I don't play D, I don't play D two at all, so I don't look at the prizes at all. But I know I'm in like Discord channels with people who play it, or like who have the cards to play it, and complain about how bad it is and so they basically like just chuck in bad lineups there and so i never really paid attention and then when you started getting you know the possibility of winning and i'm like oh let's see what like people have been winning there yeah because like it's one thing to see what's in the prize pool it's another thing to see like what they've actually rewarded recently and yeah like looking back i'm like oh it's really not that great but then it was you were like no no, no but they so few of them are stars yeah. And so I just remember when they changed, what did they change recently? Or not, I mean, it's recently in the terms of life, but like a few months ago, they changed everything and everyone's like, oh, they they nerfed D3 and now everything right. is good in D2. Like they, we got that they totally also had wrong. Tier 3 super rare in D3. Remember they had, they the took it out. Place with a star and a tier 3. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they, right. They took that, that like away. The then they, and they took away the tier threes in D3. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, they nerfed it. And now everyone's like, no, that's the best one still. Yeah. Like we got that totally wrong. I think I think part of the frustration, like if you win past Veer, is that 
he's a goalkeeper and there's nothing sexy about winning a goalkeeper really. Yeah. It's one of those things that like, you're not excited at all, depending on who it is. Like I assume people get excited if they win like Donnarumma or like Courtois or Allison. Yeah. But like anyone else, you're just like, ugh. and then like game weeks roll around and you're like, Oh, look at that. I got a good goalie here. That, that's good. Yeah. Like looking at the, the, so if you look at the tier one prize pool, uh, some cards that were also in that pool were Slonina, who just sold for 2.5 ETH. Um, there was Xerxes, who um, I I don't I think he recently a super rare of his recently sold, and I don't remember, but I mean he's a good young player that yep. you know there's a lot of excitement around. Um, but there's also like complete landmines, like you could have won Eddie and Green, who I think uh, was announced today that he had an injury and he's going to be out for like six weeks or something. Yep. So I don't know. I think, I think you got to just be happy when you dodge the, the really bad landmines. <laughs> Cause honestly in the star pool, there were landmines and I could have, I could have hit that a heck of a lot worse. Like um, I don't even remember. I looked through it though. And there were like some goalkeepers in there. I was like, who does he play for? <laughs> you know, like, Yikes, I don't, I don't want that. <laughs> so yeah. And that's like the worst thing. One of my favorite things of watching, like Quinny or Nellis's and Nellis kind of um, accentuates it, but he like looks at his reward and he's like, I have no idea who that is. Let's check it out. Yeah. And when you have some of those guys in the star tier, that's where it feels like it's a little off. Right. Like, I feel like we should know the guys in the star tier. For sure. It, it, if anything, I want, you know, a, an extra tier and then like a superstar tier that's really protected and manicured um, by the team. And, you know, there should only be five, 10 players in that pool. I, I think it should just be the first place pool. Yeah. Yeah. And you can only win those players if you get first place. Yeah. Love it. I, I don't need third place. I don't want people thinking they can win Messi at third place. Right. Neymar or Mbappe. Oh, Neymar yeah. might be a tier two, but the way that he's going but yeah maybe maybe a little differently in the limited like i think in the limited you can hand more of that stuff out yep. but definitely like uh honestly i think even with the rares like superstars should go to first place and they should always go to first place like if you win first place you should always get a superstar that's exactly how i feel like the seeing like tier one first places just drives me nuts yeah and yeah, I just can't do it. I, I just can't get on board with that. I tweeted about this earlier today, but the the reward, did you see the rewards in limited all-star from this past game week? I did, yeah. So for those of you who haven't seen it, it's like everything you would want to win was there. <laughs> it was like, so Mbappe, Messi, Tadic, Donnarumma, Benzema, Neuer, Courtois twice, Sané and Undav, and then Sangari, two Hilaires, two Bergheises, like, but no Holland? No Holland. Hmm. It's got to complain about everything. He must be Oscar on uh, He must be on cooldown or whatever. Yeah. I don't know if they do cooldown for I don't know. One of the things that I feel like they never explained was whether they do cooldowns per division or per player. Yeah. I don't know. So, I don't know. Either I either want to know all of it or I don't want to know any of it. Yeah. Like knowing some of it is just terrible. Like this is 
partially how the reward system works. I don't want to know that. <laughs> I don't know, tell me at all or tell me exactly how it works. Yeah. I don't even think we really want to know exactly how it works. I don't. Yeah. I would just rather know nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like this week, this is what you can win. But whatever. Mm -hmm. I get why people want to know. Sure. I, I get why people want to know. I don't think it literally would change anything, though. It wouldn't change anything for me. It might change something for them. Like, it might change their strategy, buying, whatever. Just, like, for me, where I'm at right now, I just, like, I want the prizes to be good, and I want them to be, like, done well. But I just really don't want to see how they're how they're made. Right. Right. I want to say hi to Matt, who joined the... Um... The chat, the bingo board is fantastic, Matt. Thank you for yeah, making that I agree. for us. So is there any card that you've sold to actually get back on topic? Mm, yes, topic. Is, has there ever been a card that you've sold that you were like, ah, I kind of wish I didn't sell that? And not because like all, you know, you sold it at point two and a week later it was point seven, but like just one where you're like, I, I should have just kept that card because of. Yeah, that. not really. Um. Like typically, like it's, I have a really stupid one that I sold though that I like, I'll think about sometimes. And it's like the dumbest card and I don't even think it would like help me at all, but it was Alvaro uh, Morata. And it's like, he was one of my early super rares and like he had won me some stuff or whatever. And I used him in a lot of lineups and just like, I look back at that card and it's like, sometimes I'm like, ah, I kind of wish I still had that. And it's not like I sold it for like a big chunk of change or like I got a decent return on it, but it's one of those cards that I just kind of uh, wish I had back. I think it's every international break. Yeah. You don't right. need Juventus Murata. You yeah. Need Spain Murata. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it's I was thinking people. like looking back at cards I've sold and. I know, I know one for you. Oh. Um, certain Colorado Rapids defender. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Austin Trusty was my first tier two reward. I'm, I probably got rid of it, but I definitely like recorded myself opening it because it was the first time I had won a tier two. I don't think it was tier one. That I wish you could like share that. your reaction because I remember your reaction. <laughs> um, if you have ever seen me in the in the so rare discord with my head like this like that's what it looked like my hand on my head i i remember I'm trying to see if i can go all the way back obviously i can go back but i i just remember being really excited about what i could have won and then opening that and being super disappointed um, well, was that one of the weird game weeks too where like diego rossi was in the uh tier two pool or uh might have been yeah might have been there were some weeks where that's exactly what it was yeah so looking back it was the it was the second game week i'd ever won a reward and it, i finished 16th in champion america d4 which feels like it should be tier one yeah. but may have been tier two yeah um Game week 158. That's a long time ago. So, yes. So I was like, I don't need this guy. I... Sorry, I'm trying to pull up the actual lineup. Oh, River Plate stack. 
That's oh, is I'm that what you want it with? Armani, Angulari, Bore, and then joined by MLS superstars, Rodolfo Pizarro, who dropped the 65, who I captained, and Lucas Zellerayan. Wow. So what did, did Zellerayan score that week? 48. I just can't believe that you would captain Pizarro over him, but well done because of Bore, right. Bore scored 100. Really? I did not captain him. He needs to River go back to five nothing. Yeah, tier two rare. 20 points from a tier one. So anyway, so I didn't want this card. Trusty was just like a guy. I thought Colorado were awful. So I sold him. And I think he scored like 46 straight 80s. Like, or he became the yeah. best defender in, in the world right after I sold him. And there was, I just remember at one point looking, like needing, because he's U23. <clears throat> Excuse me. He was U23 also. And I remember at one point needing a U23 defender. And I was like, let me do some research. I'm like, oh, this guy looks good. I'm like, oh my God, it's Austin Trusty. And I couldn't do it. I, like he was, he was the perfect buy at the time and I would not do it. Yeah. looks like he's U23 until June 30th of 2023. Yeah. Long time. Yeah. yeah. You want to, you want to talk about that feature for a second? That's a pretty cool feature. That is a very cool feature on Silver <laughs> Data now. Yes. So you know who Austin Trusty would be better than for my lineups? Alfonso Davies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For your U23 lineups. Yeah. My gosh, he has so many green dots right after I sold him. What game week did you sell him? Um, Probably 166. I wish I couldn't so easily look it up, but I can't. Yeah, it's not a big deal. No, I just... You said Angulari was in that lineup? Yeah. What What happened to him? He's been hurt. Is that what, what's going on? Yeah. Let's see. I sold Trusty May 3rd, which would be game week. Ooh, there it was. 162. Ah, yeah. He went on a pretty good run after that. Yep. 50, 60, 83, 52, 73, 60. Like the perfect U23 defender. Yeah. Especially when there's no Europe. Yep. Middle of summer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I even had oh I had Eddie Segura. That's who I took over. And I sold him right before he exploded too. Yeah. And then his knee exploded. But yeah. Well you could buy him back. No. No. He's probably decently priced, right? Oh he is now, yeah. yeah. Have you I ever guess... bought somebody back? Oh. This is like one of my um, one of the things that I, I don't think I can do is like buy back a player that I, maybe I have done it, but, uh, there's something about like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like I've done that so many times though, where I've, I sell a guy and then I like, if I want him back, I got to pay more. Cause that's always what happens. Cause there's a reason you want the player back. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, the number of times that like I've I've bought back in on a player is just probably like I don't know maybe like once or something. It's what's funny is that we joke 
about how often we win cards that we've had or have. But I, I feel like I never win cards I want back. Like I sold a guy and I'm like, boy, I wish I could have him back. And then I win him. Yeah. That doesn't happen. I've won guys before that I have bought. Like I was like, I really want this guy. And I finally buy him. And then I win him after that too. I'm like, oh, great. Just what I, I didn't. I, I do have an example. Um, I think I just found it. Hmm. At the, I think it was around the, the boom. I sold si Sinan Bolat. Probably butchering his name. And um, that was when I think that he was playing, either playing for a Turkish team. He was out of contract and oh. like uh, he might have been playing in Turkey. I don't really remember, but I sold him for 0.17. <sighs> and that was uh, about a year ago. Well, during my restructure of Challenger, like a couple weeks ago or whatever, I had uh, Engadaju or I don't. Inga Inga is what I call him. Uh, good defender. I have a super rare. And I was like, I'm going to, I have to pair him with Bolat. So I bought Bolat for 0.53. So 3.6 more ETH than I had sold him for. Or 0.36. I would definitely, <clears throat> excuse me, definitely don't look at the fiat difference. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> it's like two grand or something. Yeah, no, yeah. 1800 Yeah, don't look at yeah, that. Yeah, I think that's why sometimes it's like you're you hold on to these things like hey, I might I might um come up with a strategy around that player later and it causes you to want to hold on to it. So that's what I did with Davies. I came up with a strategy with him and then realized he was killing that strategy too. Yeah. Yeah, but luckily you're in a position where he could still sell for like right. 1 ETH plus. I should sell Joe Felix too, but I, I just can't do it at this point. That one burns me more than anything else. Well, what can you get for Joe right now? Like 0. 0.3 or four or something? Uh, no, I, I think no he's idea. still at least half, right? Yeah. He's still half an ETH. Okay. Oh my God. 0. 0.47. When was well, that, three days ago. Yeah. Um, there are a ton of his cards too. Here's 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 what I would say. I'm not selling him. Like at this, it's not that's not worth it to me. Right. But here's what I would say. Like, would you ever is there a price that you would buy back into him? Like, if you didn't have Joe Felix right now, what would you pay for one? No, like, I wouldn't. Even if it came all the way down to like 0. 0.3. Yeah. Like for me personally, I mean that card makes no sense for me. Okay. Like I, I like fully prioritize SO5 and at least among like rare cards, sometimes I buy yellow cards with thumbs, but like other than that, <laughs> right? that's awesome now too. So it. when you bought him, what were you thinking? Uh, I think I bought him for, I'm trying to think of what the, like I was fully thinking in fiat back then. Yeah. So no, I, no, no. I thinking... mean, what were you like? Were you planning on just like, he's going to crush SO5 eventually? No, I no, 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 no. I, I didn't think about SO5 at all back then. Like, okay. not at all. This was, I'm buying him because it's a collect, collectible card. I didn't even think I was much of a collectible. I thought, I paid $378.59 for him, and I thought maybe I could sell him for $450. Okay. Like, that's that was my line of thinking. Gotcha. And I was like, oh, oh I could put him in a lineup, for whatever right. this game. And I, I, don't, I bet I hadn't even played SO5 yet at that point. Right. 
And, and then March rolled around and... <laughs> and then all of a sudden it was like, right. I had this card that I could have sold. I definitely could have sold for $500. And I was like, oh, maybe it'll go up a little more. And somebody was like, can I give you $5,000? And I was like, nah, I'm good. He's worth more than that. He's going to be <laughs> worth 50000 You can pay that. And then if somebody was like, how about 50000 I'm like, 100000 seems better. Right. And uh, now I have this card that's worth, I, I, like I said, I could probably sell it for 500 bucks now. Oh, you can sell it for more than that. I could. You're right. Half and get a couple grand for them. Which it's funny to like even go back and think about that. It's like, had you known back then that you could have sold them a year later for two grand, you'd have been like, yeah, sign me up. Yeah. That's just kind of the funny, funny thought of thinking in fiat or thinking in, in ETH. Yeah. Do you think that we'll, I mean, I've completely taken us off topic, but we kind of we chatted about this. <laughs> We've kind of chatted about this today. Like the, the, when you go to list a card now, it immediately goes to fiat. Do you think that that's them trying to steer the ship? No, I think it's actually responding to a, the um, avalanche of users who are like, I don't think in ETH, so please stop making me think in ETH. Really? Yeah. That just shows how out of touch I am, honestly. Yeah. My 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 guess is that they the transaction volume of credit and debit cards on auctions versus or even secondary, even with this ten percent penalty or uh, the ten percent fee. I bet the the volume of transactions for people buying cards as opposed to bringing ETH onto the platform is just so many more people using cards that they were like, we have to start prioritizing fiat. I think it makes sense. It makes sense now. Like the more I think about it, it's like, oh, I don't have to buy ETH on Coinbase and then transfer, like, especially for people that aren't familiar with the process, got to buy ETH on Coinbase, got to transfer it to my wallet, got to do all these things and pay gas fees and, or I could just, get my credit card out. What is a MetaMask or, right. Or yeah, yeah, here's my credit card. Right. I mean, that's how I bought all my early first cards. I've deposited ETH once on the site. And you hated it. <laughs> and only because you walked me through the entire process. And I said, I would never do it again. And I haven't done it again. Actually, you know what? After I deposited ETH on the site and did exactly what everyone does and blew right through it, I then started buying cards on my card again. Really? Like I didn't, I still, and I have ETH that I could bring in, but instead I just use my card. And I remember, I remember I did that. It had to have been the first one of the, uh, soon after we did that podcast with Evaldo, the first one. And I remember ETH was low and I'm like, oh, let me just buy ETH basically by buying cards with my credit card, buying so rare cards with my debit card. And it felt like I was buying ETH to then use to purchase cards. Turns out I should have just bought ETH, but that's not fun. I can't win ETH with ETH. Yeah. Now we've seen a lot of like price movement in ETH over the past, uh, I don't know, week. Forever. Yeah. Um, just like, well, more downward motion than probably people are used, used to. I wonder if we'll see if that has any real effect on the market. People have been kind of questioning that or asking that. I have to imagine that's why ETH prices are skyrocketing. Yeah. Because... Ooh, so what's funny about that is I feel like 
I feel like you get to a point on the platform where you start thinking in ETH over fiat. And there may be, I think the only people who think fully in ETH are those who have had ETH for a long time. Yeah. And so like this, that's just, they're already working in ETH. But there, I don't think you can be on the platform for six months and and continue to only think in fiat unless you're one of these people who's able to, you know, withdraw consistently and that's how you just do it. But so because of that, we're all looking at ETH prices, but new people are looking at fiat and they're like, oh, this card was 3000 yesterday and now it's 3000 today. But I'm like, no, 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 that was 0.7 and now it's 0.9. And I'm like, wait, why is that? And because like, it's almost a negative for, I mean, we've said it before, like if you, um, if you only care about ETH, then when ETH is low versus, versus the dollar, that's when you sell cards because that's, you can get more ETH for it. Right. And that's how, that's what's happening now, except I want to buy cards now. Right. <laughs> Please let well, me buy cards. You sold the Davies. So maybe, maybe you, maybe you wait and you be patient. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> The, the worst part is, is that I like, I 100% should be patient now because I'm trying to build this champion Europe team when they're, I mean, there's, these leagues are going on like two and three week breaks. I'm not even counting like the Austri uh, Austria and Russia ones that are gone. Like, I don't even care about them anymore because I don't play challenger now. And, but like, I, I'm buying cards now and I can't even make lineups because like I only have one goalie. And if like La Liga's off, then it doesn't matter what the other cards are doing. So I'm like, right. I should wait. And maybe while I wait, prices will go down. And then all I see is prices going right up. Except the guys I own. So you have pretty specific strategy in place right now for what you're going to do though with the ETH that you've accumulated. I, I did. You did. And then the prices went up by 25% in, in like two days. Yeah. Hmm. Like to the point where now I'm not, I can't like scrap the plan, but I, it's just not, I don't know if I'm going fully through with the, like I had a, a list of guys I was going after and I've just been blown out of the water in terms of trying to buy them. And so, yeah, that's my problem. Sam, I'm going to disagree with you that I'm planning for a few weeks out when I should be planning. Like the guys I want for a month out, they're the ones who are too expensive. Like I yeah. thought they'd be cheaper because I'm like, oh, everyone thinking short term, like, oh, this guy's not any games coming up. I'll sell him. It's like, yeah, I'll sell him for 150%. Do you think maybe you should just buy a ton of Russians? I should be buying, oh, maybe. <laughs> the Austrian guys are cheap. I have some alerts on some yeah. guys and I'm like, man, these, these guys the are cheap. They got one game left before a pretty long break. I thought they were over. Actually, are they not? No, they have a they have like a few games left after the break. Oh, I think so. At least like, um, yeah. I, I I'll check that. Then I'm playing Challenger again. I don't want to play Challenger. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they come back in February. It looks like for like a couple of games, maybe. Yeah. 
Do they play like a shorter season than other leagues? Like, yes, because there are fewer teams. Gotcha. Like I said, there might be. Are there eighteen? Um, twelve. There are twelve teams. Yeah, in Austria. So yeah, shorter season, maybe some playoffs. Not an expert. Yeah, I'm Babylon Challenger. Yeah, yeah. I don't know either. That's kind of the fun thing I like about Jupiler League is they you play out the season or whatever. And I think it goes pretty long. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the season, there's like a playoff structure where they play uh, like the uh, top four teams play in a like a playoff for first place. And then the bottom whatever teams play in a playoff for relegation. And I think that there's like a there might even be like a Europa the way to get into Europa, too. Oh, and maybe that's maybe that's like if you don't finish first, if you're like. Second, oh, for. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you know, oh man, what is this? Can man, I'm still looking at uh, a certain page of a player that you need to buy. <laughs> I need to buy somebody. Yeah. Oh, great. I already, yeah. I already mentioned his name earlier today. Oh. <laughs> um, I. Uh, what was I just about to say? Oh, you know where I think actually for people in short term, and I'm not doing this myself, but I should is the Super League, the Turkish Super League, plays a ton of games over the next month. Really? Like, there is no break. They Hmm. plow right through. And there are some really good scoring players in that league that most people are just ignoring. I I want a player named Freddie. I do? No. (laughs) That'd be a great one to have. Isn't it Ferdy? No, Freddie. F-R-E-D-Y. Freddie. And he plays in the Turkish league. He's 31 years old. Oh, he he won. Yeah. All right. We, because we've spoken previously about a, I thought it was Ferdy. What is his last name now that I'm, whatever it was. Yeah. But I don't know. Just looking at his scores, they seem great. I got like, I got like five offers on them so far today. So I I like, I know this card is going to be like my new challenger cheat code card. So that happened to me last week. I won a tier one in something and I won Guillerme. Yeah. Who I, 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 saw, his, pre- I saw his L5. I have previously won a Guillerme, but this is a different Guillerme. So that I feel like this still qualifies into the, um, the theory that they duplicate rewards. But anyway, I looked at this guy's card and I was like, I've never heard of this guy. I'm probably going to sell him 31 year old defense, some random dude from Turkey. I'm like, oh, he scores like really well. Yeah. And then I played him in this week and he scores a goal. Gives me 83.6. I'm like, this is my new favorite player. Yeah. I love this guy. (laughs) And then I go to his team and there are like six guys on the team who have an L5 or L15 in the 60s. And I'm like, what what is going on in Turkey? You need to scrap the, uh, scrap your plan and just build a stack of whatever team this is. I need to find the IAX of Turkey and I'm just rolling. Yeah. I'll tell you what, the, uh, there was a lineup that was the only one lineup that could catch me in super rare division had two Sochi players that I didn't know who they were. Cause I don't follow the Russian league at all no. beyond like maybe a couple guys on the Moscow teams or whatever. But uh, just, just seeing their like, like SO five charts. I was like, crap, I'm losing. Like, I, th- I thought this guy was going to catch me. And luckily one of the players got a red card. Oh yeah. Red card. He'd already scored a goal. The dude was on for a hundred. He was going to score a hundred. 
And uh, the guy had him captained. He had a super rare captain. And, I mean, he would have come really close because it ended up he had another player too. Like the other player he had in that lineup, after they were down to 10 men, that guy had a yellow card and he ended up scoring a goal. Ooh. Like I wasn't, I would have been in bad shape had that guy not got a red card. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. I'm grateful. Now I need to go buy some Sochi players. Yeah. I, I was, just uh, don't. Yeah. Um, I just don't have the interest in deep diving the Turkish Super League. Yeah. I get it. It's hard to it's hard to like want to get involved in a league that you can't like just watch, and I do think that the Turkish leagues on like it's like on BN Sports something. or Paramount or something. But it's like I don't know. I'm not going to just sit around and be like, oh, um, I don't I don't even know any of the teams over yeah, there. Got the blasted trays playing. Let's that was the, right, and you can't be like, hey, did you guys see that Trappensbor game the other day? And they're yeah. like, no, what? Who are you? <laughs> My God. All right. I've got breaking news. LAFC oh. defender Tristan Blackman is headed to the Vancouver Whitecaps. Ugh. Charlotte will select him in the expansion draft Ugh. and then trade him to Vancouver. Oh, wait. They're going to select him and then trade him back to Vancouver? No, he's at LAFC. Right. Now. Wait. So, but Charlotte's <laughs> going to select him and then trade him to Vancouver? Yes. Okay. Hopefully, as long as they're not Cavallini so that guy can get some him. playing time. Yeah. It seems weird that they would pick a player just to trade him. But I guess they're going to get some allocation money. Or I was going to say, there's, I'm sure there's some sort of gam or tam going on here. That Yeah, uh, yeah I'm sure Sam's happy to get rid of him. And I'm sure Trippin will be happy not to uh, – uh, Trippin B will be happy to not have him on Charlotte. Right. Yeah. Do you have any, uh, do you have any predictions on players that they're going to select and keep? MLS – is so random that it just doesn't. I know. I saw the uh, rumors of Jesus Medina going there. Yeah. And I've long been a Medina hater, despite being a New York City FC supporter. Is that... he one of the guys that's not under contract? Correct. Yeah. So it'd be so... a weird one to select. Yeah. Unless there was some sort of, you know, under the table situation that right. they figured out. But I don't know. Uh, if anybody's playing bingo, do we have to say anything to let anybody win? Because I was going to say one that I know is in a top corner somewhere, but I didn't want to say it. I was just going to say Noah Lang real quick. <laughs> Captain him. Big rumor day was Walks from Atlanta. Yeah, I think Walks will go. Like I think mm. I think Walks has to be a guy that they take. All right. <laughs> I don't know anything about the team or what they do. Like I, if they sh- like, well, they don't have a team yet, so we don't know how good they they could be, but. I was watching a lot of uh, – I follow, like, a lot of the Atlanta, like, beat writers and stuff, and there was, like, a bunch of fans that really were upset that they didn't protect Walks and that they protected Guzan because, like, that would have been a perfect way to, like, kind of get out of Guzan if they wanted to because, mm. you know, like, he's kind of like a guy that if he's there and he's under contract, you have to play him. Sure. But if, if he were to happen to get selected in the draft, then you can just let him – let him walk. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he signed a contract extension recently. Who did Guzan? Yeah. Yeah, he's under contract for another year or two years. But I think they, yeah, I think they just gave him like another year or two. Yeah, yeah. I definitely sold him. So, 
I I don't want to say that he is actually one card that I have rebought, but I like technically have. I sold him during the boom and immediately rebought because I sold for more than the cheapest card um on the market. Yeah. But the so I like technically uh so I think I bought his I bought him for less than 0.1 during the offseason last year, like pre-boom. And I sold it for like 0.58, but then bought one back for 0.56. And I'm like, oh, that's fine. That 0.56 is just up in flames. I sold him for le- literally less than half at that point. Yeah. Whatever. Do you have do you have any cards that are similar to Jao Felix that like <clears throat> you won't sell? Like I have a couple. Like Ethan Horvath. I just keep thinking he's gonna play. Like <laughs> you're gonna find a buyer. Like that's a good point. I think somebody would buy him. Didn't a bunch of people try to buy him when he went to where'd he go? Nottingham Forest. Yeah, that would have been like the perfect time to get rid of him. But mm-hmm. I don't think I want to sell him because like, he's gonna start in the MLS, right? <laughs> he just doesn't want to play. It's like don't make me play. The only yeah. The only card I think that I won't sell is my Keaton Parks rare card because it's literally the first card I bought on platform. Yeah. But I had it for I had it up for sale like three months ago. And somebody was like, Really? You're gonna sell it? Like, are you really getting enough? And I'm like, all right, I won't. And then I took it down. But like yeah. obviously at the time I didn't care. But now I guess I care enough. I don't know anything about Carlos Fierro. Me neither. And I don't know. I honestly, I don't follow Colorado that closely. Somebody's asking about building a Colorado defensive stack. I think it seems like a good team to stack defenders on, though, because they have a couple of good ones. Trusty's the goat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Schubert not- was a tough one. I sold into Schubert. Schubert getting the starting gig because I just I remember him. He was at Schalke, I think, and I just he was bad there and. Couldn't win, like couldn't keep the job there, and just didn't want any of it. In classic MLS fashion, the draft has started and they're late. Yeah, I don't even know how this works. Do they just tell everybody? I'm not really paying attention to it. Is it going to be like the uh, uh, NFL drafts where they like get a phone call and it's like the team on the line? It's only one team though. And then you see the other, they put the player in the box and it's like him around his family. And, you know, I don't know. No, there are no players. I mean, I don't know. The NFL draft got so bad because, and I think it's, I think that they've tried to put like more like secrecy into it, but it got so bad because they knew exactly who was getting picked and they would, they would have it all like lined up. There was no like excitement around it. It was like, oh, he already knows that he's going in the, Sixth pick. Right. Like, who could be going next? Who's on the phone? That right. guy. Okay. Yeah. He's the next pick. <laughs> Sorry for those of you who are not in the U.S. who've never experienced an NFL draft because, boy, it's nice. We make a big deal out of drafts. Love drafts. Yeah. Even Love the drafts. MLS super super draft or whatever it is, the college players going into the MLS, like it becomes kind of a big deal, but then it it really quickly becomes, like, meaningless. 
what other kind of drafts do we have? Fantasy football drafts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We love them. Yeah. Yeah, we got nothing, nothing on MLS at this point. So did we appropriately cover this topic? I don't know. Oh, goodbye, sweet prince. Somebody just mentioned Blake in chat. Um, this covers like two topics. Mm. Um, I'm really sad that I sold Blake because I have both Kai, uh, Kai Wagner and uh, uh, Jack Elliott, and it just made no sense for me not to own Blake. So, Wait, when, when did you sell him? During the boom. Oh. So I did well. Like I, I, I think I sold him for like 0.8 or something ridiculous. But um, I think he's a player that I have to buy back, or I need to sell both Elliott and Wagner. The the plus is that you're definitely buying back for much less. Well, I would assume so. If I if I if I keep waiting and don't do it soon, um, maybe not. How much do you think he is right now? Uh, I just typed his name and uh, over there. Oh. Point five. 0.399 is the lowest on the market. Last sale, 0.3. That's cheap. We're in a dip. We have an MLS dip going on. Dip. Right? Yes, we made it. <laughs> Quick, go buy everything. Now, now, now. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, va- yeah. So uh, Kai Wagner wants to go to Europe. So as soon as you buy Blake, then he'll go. Yeah. Whole, and honestly, I think a lot of the rumors were like Bundesliga 2. So um, yeesh. That's no good. Yeah. That's another reason I haven't bought Blake yet. Jimmer talking about some Guinnesses. Oh, Guinness drafts. Good call, Jimmer. Oh, yeah. Those are good drafts. He spelled it weird. I think that's how you spell it. <laughs> Guinness droughts. Uh, Skate Perez, no, I don't play DFS. If I did, I would just lose all my, all my money to, you know, guys like Sean. Not going to do it. I don't play anymore either. Yeah. Ooh, Lesnus isn't a bad option. Yeah, I like that. So it's good for a banger every so often. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Willis and Zimmerman. Yeah, that's a good combo. Expensive, but but good. But you also, I mean, if MLS booms, Willis might be worth an ETH. So. I know multiple people who've gotten Willis offers today. Like, what, did it like a newsletter go out to like go buy everybody? I don't know. George, we definitely take uh, recommendations for topics. I don't think t- uh, taxes would be something you want me to talk about, um, especially when it comes to uh, so rare because it's not something I would understand. Or I, I don't know about you, Laird, if that's something that would be in your wheelhouse. I'm not an expert. Um, You're not an accountant. No. Hmm. No, I do my taxes. Yeah. But- that's I do my story. taxes and really, really hope I don't make any mistakes. So you definitely <laughs> won't be giving any advice. <laughs> I'm sure this is right. Just whoop. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it is. You know, I, I, I check the bar at the top for whether it's green, yellow, or red. Mm-hmm. As long as we're green, I'm happy. Yeah. I mean, if you get audited after you're in the green, like, I think you're allowed to just go to. TurboTax yeah. I, I, TurboTax said it was okay. Yeah. Right. Bring on some new guests to talk about taxes. That sounds, that doesn't sound exciting to me. Oh, well. Let me get the tax man on here. Oh, there you go. Buying galleries for 62% or whatever the latest thing is now. Oh, know. is that actually a guy? I was just. Yeah, that's actually somebody. Gotcha. Yeah. And he's buying galleries. 
I can't remember if he buys galleries or he's willing to trade at 110% or I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. But I'm going to cut us off here so that everybody can go watch the MLS expansion draft. That sounds great. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for uh, watching or listening. If you've been watching this and enjoyed it, if you could please hit the like button below. And if you're listening to the audio version, if you could please rate and review it wherever you listen. Once again, this is the So Rare Andrews podcast brought to you by Rotowire and sponsored by So Rare. We'll be back next week, maybe with a guest, because Sam is sick of hearing just me and Andy speak. But if you have any <laughs> topics you'd like us to cover, uh, in addition to uh, the tax situation, feel free to reach out to us. You can find me on Twitter at Andrew M. Laird. Andy is at ablack86, also available in the So Rare Discord. I am under Andrew M. Laird, just like Twitter. Andy's under black, just like he is on So Rare. So thank you, everyone, and we'll talk to you next week. See you. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.